Hey, Jack, what time is the game this weekend? Ooh, I don't know. I don't have a watch. You don't, you say? I don't. I know where you can get one. That is at LaTerrain.com. They have some of the best watches out there. Really? Yeah, and if you put O-T-O-P in the discount code, you can get 10% off. 10%? Yeah. For a watch? Exactly. That's a lot of dough. L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com. That's LaTerrain.com. This is Justin Vincent. You're listening to One Team, One Podcast. This is a Bandit Radio production. On this episode of One Team, One Podcast, we discuss early signing day for the Tigers, a huge day for the program. Also, it's Ole Miss week, and we will talk LSU basketball. Guys, one team, one podcast, episode 49. 49? I thought it was 50. 49. Uh, Kirsten just, Pittman. Just call, uh, come on, man. I was at those. <laughs> well, Barkevius Mingo. Travis Moore. All right, you win, you win that one. Arden Key. Arden Key. Yeah. Man, where is that guy? Is the, he still with the Raiders? He's still with the Raiders, yeah. Is he doing anything? I don't know if he's playing very much. Dude, what a waste. Yeah. I'm Come back for your senior year. Can we do do we just need to jump into that topic? Speaking of Larry Come back for your fucking senior we, year. We were just talking about Larry Tunzel right oh before my this. Oh, God. I know he had some similar shit. We were just talking about Larry Tunzel. <laughs> that's right. Um Okay, so we were going to discuss a few things today. Mm-hmm. Um we haven't. We, we were actually supposed to probably podcast on Wednesday, and yeah. uh, life just happened to me. Yeah. Um, I am on vacation technically. Mm. I'm on That's vacation great. from the 17th until the 28th. Nice. A long vacation. Big time. But I've already had three meetings in between. <laughs> Even though I'm off, I've yeah. I've had three meetings. So. It really doesn't matter that I'm on vacation or mm-hmm. not. Sounds like you were drinking at the one today, though. So I was drinking. I, I have just, a hard time feeling bad for I you. I just came home from my drink fest at Ben 77. Uh-huh. So, yes, I am feeling it right now. Yeah. Um, but I, I think we needed to – we should have podcast a few days ago because of uh, National Signing Day. Right, yeah. Early signing day. We're getting the uh, the late reaction to this. Is a late day. reaction, but still, yeah. I, if you follow us on Twitter, you know our reactions already because mm-hmm. we were tweeting like crazy that yeah. day. But um, man, I I Go can't remember how many early signing days that we had. This is the second one. I think it's the third. It's the third one. Say it's the third. It's the yeah. third year we've had this. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Last year wasn't the first time. I thought it was the first time last year. I might be wrong. I'm pretty sure 2018 was the first time. This is the best one we've had, no matter what. Best early signing period? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Absolutely. 
I agree. Um, but I mean, there's still there's there's the melt going on about the offensive, offensive line. line. Right. Um, and it's that's the obvious. Um, you got to fix it. Elephant in the room a little bit is the offensive line, but I uh, still don't think I think I still think we have a shot at Tristan Lee. Well, I think we do now. Uh, earlier in the day, well, a lot of people seem to not think that we have a shot anymore. Well, earlier in the day, uh-huh. he was going to sign with o- Oklahoma, sure, and we pushed him to sign in February. Mm-hmm. That's only a positive for us, yeah, to to back him off a little bit. But I think there's still work to be done yeah. there. Yeah. Um, I think this game coming up is an important game to to show him the direction of the program. I, yeah. I think this is about the direction of the team right now. Mm-hmm. It's you know, Oklahoma is playing in a weak conference, and we all get that. But, like, there's a difference of, like, stability yeah. between the two programs. And right. I think this game shows a little well, bit more. Whether or not Oklahoma's playing good teams every year, I mean, they're still going 11-2 and two Yeah, at, by, at, at the end of the year. They're still rolling. Yeah, I mean, they, um, still, like, they still finish with a real high record and a real high ranking. Right. So it, they still have things to feel good about. They're never going to finish five and five, for right. example. Right. But I think um, I think with with Tristan Lee, I, well, I think there's more to just the Tristan Lee thing. I think there's also offensive linemen uh, this year. And here's something that I, I wasn't necessarily thinking about at the beginning of, of early signing day, but at the end of early signing day, I was definitely on board with this. Is uh, grad transfers mean a lot more this year than mm-hmm. it ever has before mm-hmm. because there's a, an ability um, to get a guy for two years instead of one year oh, as a I grad transfer. If they're a junior transfer and they graduated earlier um, oh, yeah. and, as, and now they're a senior, they still are a junior I when they transfer that. over and they have two years to play. Right. Um, and if, I mean, or if they're not ready to play the first year, they can redshirt and potentially well, have three more I'm, years. I'm assuming if you're taking a chance on them, they're ready to play. Probably. Um, Probably. for us, yeah. that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think there's that, there, there's a little kink in that equation now. Um, but also I, th- I think we were also looking at a Juco, um, a Juco guy to come over. So I think yeah, what I, I heard I was I saw someone saying something about that. I don't there's know a JUCO who. guy out of Utah, and then there's okay. a grad transfer out of Arizona. I mean, uh, sorry, Arkansas State. Ar- oh, okay, I didn't um, see that. I don't know how good any of those guys are. Sure, um, but I think you need both of them, and you need Tristan Lee. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised we weren't able to uh, recruit Willie Allen out of uh, formerly Louisiana out, Tech. Yeah, yeah, out of Louisiana Tech. Transfers. To come back. Yeah, to come back. Yeah. I mean, is he good? I don't know. He was playing real well at Louisiana Tech from what I heard. He he transferred to Michigan. Okay. Yeah. Well, wow. Yeah. He, I don't he's know. He's been starting for them all year. He apparently was playing really, really well. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that one. So I yeah, I was I was that's I was just I was surprised we didn't even pursue him from what I've heard. I I haven't heard anything. I don't know if it had anything to do with James him. Craig. Uh I don't know mm. if he was here at that time or mm. if that was uh What's his name at BYU now? But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Grimes. Grimes. Um, I don't know if that's who recruited him or not. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. But um, yeah, I, I, to my in my opinion, here's a few things that you need with the offensive line. You need to re-recruit back. Um, in my opinion, you may lose Ed Ingram, but you need Derry Rosenthal and you need Austin Deculus to come back. Yeah. 
Um, and if they come back and say Ed Ingram leaves, then you'll have to replace him, obviously. But also, Lee and Shanahan, I think you need Shanahan back, too. I agree. Um, I think he, I think he's coming on at the yeah, end of this I, year. He's starting to play well. Yeah. yeah, I think he's making a difference mm-hmm. with the calls now, and you saw that against Florida yeah. a little bit. Um, but I think if you get that back, plus you get a guy like uh, Tristan Lee in, and there's only so many guys who can come in and just make a difference as a freshman offensive lineman. Yeah. This is a guy who can. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of like um, – Alex Leatherwood at Alabama when he yeah. was a freshman, he came in. He's still Evan there. Neal Jesus. at Alabama, he came in and made a difference. Um, Al- Alabama's always got these guys uh-huh. that come in and make a difference. Didn't Cam as a Robinson play his first Cam year? Cam Robinson came in his yeah. freshman year. That was a guy, a five for five he was guy a that monster we missed. Too. So those are guys that you you yeah, need to have. But if you have that plus, you have guys coming back, and you have guys coming in that might have experience. Yep. Um, with a little bit more time, like a JUCO guy or a grad transfer with two years of eligibility, that makes a difference with your depth of your offensive line. Right. Like, you, there's a way to st- stabilize that offensive line immediately if you get that done. Right. Um, that's what hasn't happened. And I, I, I still think people aren't realizing the mistakes that were made last year yeah. um, from the NFL draft and people mm-hmm. that left. Uh, City Charles made some tweet this weekend about – how yeah, I saw something like that was weird. oh you're worried now you now you're you're getting on uh, you, you were getting on me but you weren't getting yeah. on these people that were uh, letting go of these rape allegations and yeah, stuff that's, that's so apparently was. he was in all this trouble with weed uh-huh. um, but like that's would, a guy yeah, that yeah. could still be on our freaking team man yeah. like there's a lot of there was a lot of mismanagement there um, I agree but all right so. We'll get past that's the one negative, I think. That's the only negative, I think, of this recruiting class so far, right? Yeah, I would say so. This recruiting class is stacked, man. It is. This um, is awesome. This is a great class. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. And I was super – I was a little down at first because of the Tristan Lee stuff. But then when I heard that he was going to be pushing back his announcement to February, that's nothing but good news to where, okay, we have another shot to get him in. Yeah. But if you miss him, it's a miss. You just need to – everybody needs to know that that's a miss. Yeah. This guy was leading on our board. We missed him. Yeah. Um, but, like, getting Mason Smith in, getting um, oh, some of these linebackers in, like, you're you're solidifying your front seven of your defense. Um, yeah. I, I, did, I felt good about Mason Smith for several months now. Right. And then I, I kind of felt good about Corey Foreman for a while there too, uh-huh, but then yeah. obviously that kind of split apart. So, but I so I felt good about him for several months now, and then I was on the golf course on Wednesday, and he was about to commit. I, mm-hmm. I think it was at three thirty or. Well, something life like is that. good for you, huh? Uh, you were like, oh, I'm on the golf course, about to putt. Yeah, well, uh, so hey, uh, Mason Smith news. Actually, I, I made a par on this hole, by the way. Oh, so, yeah. su- subtle brag, whatever. But, um. So I was about to walk up to the green. I was like, "Oh, let's let's watch the live video." Mm-hmm. And he takes like four or five minutes to announce his like pick. Mm-hmm. And in that four or five minutes, I was like, "He's going to Alabama! God damn it, he's going to Alabama!" Because I just like I've I feel like I've seen this so many times where the big defensive tackle from Louisiana, right? He just ends up going to Alabama every time. Mm-hmm. And this time he uh, we finally got one, and well, I we, think that's just so huge. We got news. A couple hours before, from uh, some from Alabama guys, yeah, yeah. that 
and when uh, some people were giving me shit when I tweeted this, but like when the Alabama guys let you know that this guy is LSU, yeah. that means he's not going to Alabama, fucking idiots. I just yeah. like I don't know what the hell I, yeah. I don't know what to tell you, right. but like I think that's about as good as information yeah, as you can get at like, this point, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just I don't trust anything on signing. If day. he's I not just, going to LSU, where do you think he's going? Until something's announced. I just I don't believe anything. Oh, I don't necessarily either. Yeah. But <laughs> when I when I hear something like that from an Alabama guy, yeah. I'm going to tell you. Um, and I think you should understand that if it's coming from an Alabama guy, uh-huh. it's probably uh-huh. legit, right. right? Like, I mean, I could I could literally I could hear something from a recruit's parent, and I still wouldn't no, believe it, right? Until the recruit sometimes says they it don't himself. Even know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't trust anything on national sign. No, I really they don't. don't know either. Um, all right, so let's talk about offense a little bit, uh, skill position-wise. Who, who are you excited about? All the receivers. They're great. So, well. Both, both the running backs are awesome, Well, we too. lost JoJo Earl, yeah, right? I, I, he might have been the best receiver that we had in this class, um, although I think him and Chris Hilton are very close for me. Right. But, uh, different, a little different, too. Yeah, pretty different. Uh it's kind of actually it kind of reminds me of um Jalen Waddle and Devonta Smith. Yeah, kinda. right. I can see that. Um I don't know if either of them will end up being that good, but so you got Chris Hilton, you got Dion Smith. Smith, right. Uh you got uh you got Malik, Malik Neighbors. Neighbors. I think Malik Neighbors might play corner. Okay. Um, that's and just my opinion. I, I think I, I think we got so many receivers right now. I, don't I know agree if he's with that. Fit in there, and, and that's an option for but him. But he's he's a freak athlete. He can play. Either. But do you think that that good. that um may come into the equation if we sign like a Brian Thomas in the late signing yeah. period? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I forgot about Brian Thomas. Yeah. Yeah, if we sign somebody like him, then obviously that's an option. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, running back, that was fantastic, yeah. right? Yeah, Armani Goodwin, uh. I don't know if you've watched his highlights. Dude's a you you know Daryl Henderson for mm-hmm. the for the Rams. Yeah, he's a clone of him, absolute clone. And then Corey Kiner is a I yeah. I think almost I I in my opinion he's better than Goodwin. What um, I liked was Corey Kiner recruiting Armani Goodwin to yeah, come me over. Too. I love that. Um, I loved the teamwork of that, and I, you know, man, I it, the more the merrier. Um, uh, is and what I say, but. Uh, obviously, every, whenever we were getting all these guys, everybody, everybody on Twitter and stuff were just shitting on um, the fact that we didn't have offensive lineman commitments, yeah. and they were and, like, "But and we do have one offensive lineman at least. We got sure. Garrett, Garrett Dellinger, looks like a pretty good offensive tackle. Well, here, here's and we the, got him from. Where, he's from Michigan. Yeah, he's I from mean, way we up. We got him from yeah. way up there. Well, and that's part of the problem is people are saying that Louisiana is not developing these offensive linemen, right. except. Yeah. Savion Bird ends up going to old Oklahoma mm-hmm. uh, out of, um, uh, I think it's Landry, if I'm not mistaken, or Warren Easton, one of those guys. Oh, really? Uh, no, no, St. Aug, sorry. Savion Bird, Bird was St. Aug. He goes to Oklahoma, yeah, and I, I guess he was a tackle. Um, and so they're saying, so since he went to Oklahoma, that probably Tristan is better that Tristan Lee can come here. And what I told those people that were saying that were, I wanted fucking both of them. <laughs> So uh, why we weren't recruiting Savion Bird hard enough, yeah, I well, have I, no I, idea. I also thought that was funny when people were like, oh, Savion Bird went to Oklahoma. That's great. That's great. I'm like, like no, it's not. Why can't we just have him? <laughs> He's from fucking New Orleans. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> I, I don't like holding spots anymore, yeah, especially no, when you can't, you can't go over 25 anymore. 
I don't. I'm not. I'm not for it. I agree. Um, and and I'm, I honestly, the the guy that's I think front and center on this is uh, Rajon Davis. Um, yeah. he didn't sign early. He wants uh-huh. to sign late now. Um, and if I was LSU, yeah. I would say, hey, hey, man, you had the opportunity to sign. You've been committed to us for over a year now. You had the the option of signing early. Um, we're not we're not waiting on you anymore. Yeah. If and we end up getting guys that will sign right now, then we're going to sign them. Sure. Um, sure. And Although shame I, on you. They're going to keep a spot for them. I think they will they too, will. but. I, don't, I think they need to be a little bit more pushy about this. To now. play a little devil's advocate with you, uh, if I'm Rayshon Davis, I might wait to see who we get as def- defensive coordinator first. Sounds like he was, he's all a Pelini guy anyway. Really? Yeah. that's. I mean, I've, I'm listening Shit. to Lon Phillips on that, but I, I have no <laughs> idea. I mean, I don't even know why I'm saying that on the podcast. <laughs> um. Man, I, I don't... <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I buy that he's a he's a Polini guy. I don't know if any of these guys are Polini either. guys. Uh, <laughs> like if Polini gets fired, he's gone. Yeah. No. Hell no. <laughs> no. He. I. I bet you he's waiting to see if LSU gets a a real smart defensive coordinator who will be multiple. Hmm. Because he, the way he plays, reminds me more of a three-four outside linebacker. Okay. Uh, kind of like a Damone Clark-ish type guy, but maybe a little better, uh, maybe a lot better than Damone Clark. What What uh, do you think about the the linebacker uh, pulls that we got in? So Greg Penn obviously Greg Penn, is one, but uh, then the other one was uh, um, Bug Strong, right? Is what they call him. They call him Bug Strong. Oh was his yeah, last yeah, the name. Juco guy. Avanti Quite Strong. I'm not even gonna pretend like I know how to say that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, he he looks pretty good. I mean, strong. I I didn't even strong know. linebacker. That was the first time I had ever heard of him. But he was, was apparently a Mississippi Wednesday. State guy. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we flipped two Mississippi State guys. Juco. He's yeah. a Juco guy uh-huh. also. Number one Juco linebacker. Okay, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I wonder if he is a junior coming in or if he'll be a sophomore coming in. So that's another thing. I These JUCO guys, there's an advantage with the Ju- JUCO guys now too, because I oh, think they're yeah. gonna have an extra year of eligibility that's too. That's true. If I'm not mistaken, I, right. I'd have to look into that. But no, probably so. Yeah. Um, because I, I, yeah. NCAA gave that to all levels of, uh, of football. But it it almost felt like when you when you sign a guy like Strong, that you have a little bit of a backup now for a guy like Davis. So yeah. say Davis isn't he didn't want to sign in the early signing period. Well, let's just sign who we need to sign. Yeah. Like if you have offensive linemen that are coming in the mix now and Davis is the one guy that's left out, like th- that's that's a thing. Uh, we had talked to Wesley, one of our, our listeners about um Peyton Todd, uh a li- uh the punter. punter. What about like it, does he have the grades <laughs> to get tops? Like can we save a scholarship on this guy? No. Uh, you know, yeah. there, there's little things like that where, uh-huh. like, maybe maybe there's a, a room here to like, yeah, to move somebody Alabama around. Always figures the shit out. They man. do. They always uh, they do. grace gray shirt a lot of guys yeah. too, and they also process a lot of guys out. Is what there's, they call it. There's not a lot of. I don't see very much gray shirting outside of Tuscaloosa. Well, we just saw Kari uh, Kari Gee get processed. Pumped out. Yeah. Um, he's saying that he left because there yeah. was too much drama. No, he didn't. No, he didn't leave. <laughs> he didn't leave because of that. He left because of the numbers, and you didn't want to sign early. So yeah. if you don't want to sign early, it, that's why I'm saying there's, there's certain guys. And like, granted, I mean, like, he can say whatever he wants. Like, that's fine because, like, that sucks to get processed. But 
But uh, sign early. Yeah. That's the problem. Right. Like, if you want to sign early, sign early. Right. If you don't want to sign early, get the fuck out. Like, there's other guys. Oh, did he get processed because he didn't sign early? I don't is know. That, is that what I don't know if there was maybe like a, like, maybe I want to take some more visits. Well, fuck you. Like, uh-huh. we're going to sign some more guys. Uh-huh. Um, go ahead and go ahead My, and commit I, somewhere I else. I was thinking that he got processed before early signing. He day. may have. And then uh, he had to, like, reevaluate. I could see either way. I could see either mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Um, but. That's kind of what I, that's just what I was thinking. Rajon Davis is a guy who should have signed early. I'm just telling you that right now. Yeah. Like uh, he may he may a, have a, line, a spot yeah. for him, but if you he, find the right offensive lineman, there's going to be a spot for him. There's going to be. Uh, th- that's yeah. There's just there's going to be a spot for him. So well, uh, how many spots do we have left? Five. Five. Ooh, might be six now. Well, he said that there was a silent commit, and I'm assuming that Savion yeah, Jones is who I was. That's s- what I'm guessing too. That's another guy. I mean, if he didn't sign early. Well, what I heard is he may have signed early, and um, he wants to wait for his uh, East St. James um, ceremony, and it's uh-huh. like all the team are going to be together, and they're uh-huh. all going to be signing together. Gotcha. And so he signed early, and but it's just like a a big Formality. ceremony for everybody. Gotcha. Right? Um, so that could be who 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 they're talking about. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, same thing with Corey For- Foreman signed early too. And you weren't supposed to know about it, and then it got leaked out by Max Preps that he's actually signed already with USC. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they leaked it out. I'm like, dude, like it was supposed to be a surprise. Right. Like, you, I mean, That's not there's cool. n- it's, it's not easy to hide this shit. Yeah. Like, but um, what did you think overall with the class? I know offensive line is our one uh, spot. Bugaboo. Yeah, but overall, like. I mean, you signed the number one and the number two safeties, so that's cool. Yeah, and Louisiana's locked up, bro, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, you're gonna. F- I think you're going to end up finishing with the top six guys in Louisiana. I think so. Uh, assuming we get Brian, Brian Thomas. Brian Thomas. That, I mean, that's, the only that's still piece. a battle, I think, because I, th- I think Alabama wants them hard, and they've been on them for like a, like five years that's now. That's she said. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but I, overall, I would still say it's like an A an A minus. I think I think the yeah, the offensive yeah. line is your weak spot, but obviously they're trying to shore it up on other areas. But I, honestly, I, I almost feel like I, I used to I used to look into like two four seven and stuff a lot harder than I do now. I just yeah. I don't have the time to do it anymore. But when I used to do it, it might be ten years ago, I would look into this and I would say, okay, offensive like big time offensive linemen are usually shored up like two years ago. Yeah, like. You, you're not you're not just going to get a guy now, like mm-hmm. they're already in the boat like a year ago, like Garrett Dellinger the same same yeah, way. We got him a while ago, right? Like those guys yeah. usually commit then, um, and I don't know what why that is, but that's yeah. typically the case. It's a, it's a different mentality type of thing. Same I with quarterbacks. Yeah, similar. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know if it's because they're so in demand, but like yeah. those big time offensive linemen are are already sh- shoring up. I almost wonder if it's like a like a like an ego thing, you know? Like your quarterbacks and your linemen typically aren't like big inflated egos, while your mm. your skill guys, like your wide receivers and your corners, are no are I more. Th- I think it's like just. I think it's me, more me, me. of a like. How many guys are really out there? Like that could be it. Too. Uh, I, like I saw somebody talking about this today. JoJo Earl, like a small 
um, fast wide receiver. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of those guys. Like, yeah. and, and maybe not quite as good as him, but, like, there's a lot of those guys you can find out there. Um, Definitely. In Louisiana, that's for why, sure. That's like, why when he flipped, it didn't really hurt that bad. Yeah, but, like, in Louisiana, you can find those guys. But mm -hmm. it, a big offensive lineman that can step right in as a freshman or a sophomore, they're not out there in Louisiana. No, those aren't. Those you are have to go out of state and find those guys. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. That I think that's part that's of why the I, That's why I do like to see that we got De Dellinger out of Michigan. Cause I, I do, too. I think you need to go up north and find those corn, corn it, fed. It would have been so much better though if you would have had Dellinger and you would have had Lee in this early signing period, yeah. and then you can go find like a couple of guards or something like that uh -huh. if you if you wanted to. Um, I think you need one or two. I I mean honestly, I, th I thought that in this signing class you needed four offensive linemen to begin with. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about let's switch gears a little bit. Okay. Let's talk about the guys who are on the offensive line now. Yeah, that's what I was about to. I was just about to say that. Um, not the guys who are starting, but the guys who are second string. Mm -hmm. um, so you got like Doomerville. Doomerville, uh, Martinez. Yeah, Martinez. Yeah, Charles apparently. Smith. I think is his name, right? Charles Charles Turner. Charles Turner. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Charles Turner. Um, you got Cardell Thomas. You got Anthony Bradford. Right. Um, there's another tackle, if I'm not mistaken. Cam Wire. Cam Wire. Um, so I th I'm probably still missing somebody. I feel like you are. But I think I am I, too. I can't think of it either. So there's a there's a lot of sentiment out there about these guys being young and they're not ready to play mm -hmm. and they need to be able to play next year. Somebody needs to step up and play. Yeah. Um, but I'm not feeling like. Like, the offensive line in the beginning of the year played like shit, right? Yeah. So none of these guys got a shot. None of them. Cam no. Wire did, but none of the other ones did. Uh -huh. none, of them, none of them got a chance to yeah. play. Um, like, you would think, like, okay, um, Cam Wire is playing. Uh, Dari Rosenthal's out. Um, right. Deculus plays like crap. Well, then let's see like Doomerville come in the game. Right. Yeah. Nobody's I've getting redshirted this year. Like right. that's not there's, happening. There's no. There's no need to hold anybody back. There's no one losing right. eligibility. But I, you yeah, still I, don't see any of that. Yeah. That's that's that makes me worried. But I, I think there's just something about it, the way Coach O approaches that kind of stuff, hmm. where he just wants to like whoever he thinks is the is the better player. He's always going to play that guy, sure. regardless of their performance. It's a loyalty deal. Yeah. And I, I think that's been one of his issues this entire year was a loyalty problem. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we can go back to, like, Damone Clark and Chris Curry, things like that. They were, he was very loyal to those 18s mm -hmm. and keeping them on the field probably a little longer than he should have. Uh -huh. um, but, yeah, in this case, I, I think the same thing. Mm -hmm. But um, – my question is, are these guys going to be developed next year? And they were all very highly recruited. Like, all these guys were. Yeah. Uh, Martinez came out of IMG. Like Cardell Thomas was a five-star. Yeah. Cardell Thomas. Granted, he's battled some injury issues, and I think that's probably – I mean, I've heard we've Part heard a lot. We've yeah. heard a few things about Cardell yeah. Thomas, but maybe some attitude issues. Yeah. But come on, man! Like, get it, get get it together. Like, yeah. not him, but like, can the coaches get it together? No, like, yeah, yeah, no. This is on the coaches. This is on the coaches. Like everybody wanted Cardell Thomas. Yeah, like he was a big deal. Mm -hmm. Doomerville. Everybody wanted Doomerville. Right. He's a true freshman, so I understand. I can cut you some slack there. I mean, 
it's it's rare for a true freshman tackle to come in and that's kind of why I was like also with with Tristan Lee like everybody's like oh my god Tristan Lee we didn't get him and I was the same Mm -hmm. but there's only so many true freshmen left tackles that'll come in and play in the SEC you said it earlier I do think Tristan Lee is one of those rare tackles that could come in and do that and man that that makes such a difference um, I mean, hell, who are the guys from not just Cam Robinson, but it seems like Alabama has always had a um had a guy. Like every four years they have a new offensive lineman that comes in and he's starting at left tackle and he's <laughs> there for four years. Um shit, the guy out of Foley, uh same high school as oh, uh God, Julio Jones. Barrett uh No, he played center. But there was a guy who played left tackle who was like Barrett Jones. No. Mm-hmm. Black guy. He was on the left tackle. Oh. Uh, he ended up going pro, and he goes to Cincinnati. I forget his name. But anyway, he was there for four years, and then right after he was he left, Cam Robinson comes in. Uh-huh. He's there for four years, and then right after him, Alex Leatherwood comes in, <laughs> and he's there for four years. And it's like, bro, how yeah. do they – I mean, the, I, I know now, how they get these guys, and but now still. it's Tommy Brockmeyer. That's right. Yeah. It, it, they have and his no, no you know who else they have Evan Neal on the other side who's a right tackle he's a sophomore oh, so really? he, next year he'll be a sophomore or a junior whoever you whatever he picks mm-hmm. and he's probably going to move over to the left tackle side yeah. and they have these guys who can just plug in as a freshman on their offensive line plus they have these seniors who come back that's what I'm saying is like you get a guy like Tristan Lee. And you get a guy like Rosenthal coming back, and you get a guy like Ingram coming back, and you get a guy like Deculus coming back. You have so many options. Yeah. So many options. You yeah, can move. You list off the, all these names, though, and like every name you list off for Alabama, it's like first round pick, first round pick, first round pick. Yeah. And then you list off the names for LSU, it's like fourth round Are pick. Are they going to get picked? Undrafted. I don't know. Right. Yeah. And it's just, it's not. Well, last close year, if we would have looked at it down the, down the line, even after the end of the year, I mean, you got. Christian Berry was our best guy, right? Yeah. A third-round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, Sadiq Charles, fourth-round pick. Damian Lewis. Damian Lewis. Was he with fifth round, sixth round? But he was a senior, yeah, obviously. But right. oh, I mean, okay. I see what you're saying. But still. In terms of returning like, guys. Yeah, returning guys. You could have had these guys come back. Mm-hmm. Like Ed Ingram. Where is Ed Ingram going to get drafted? Yeah, I'd say fourth round at the highest. Come on, man. Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Like let's let's earn our money. Yeah, um, that's 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 what you got to have to have this kind of depth to be on the same level as these other guys. Right. Like, man, uh, it, it'll make such a difference for the team if you have that kind and of Ed like. Ingram, he's a senior, isn't he? Current? No, he's a. Is he a junior? Yeah, he's a junior. Oh, okay. Okay. He's yeah. a junior. Yeah, you got to return. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got to you got to bring him back. Um, I mean, Deculus is a senior, so yeah, is Deculus going to get drafted? Like, no. I don't think so. I think Deculus comes back. I really do. Well, if he comes back, I mean, I'll, I'm just talking about options at this point, mm-hmm. and it, people shitting on him. I, we we've sent that out a few times, like Deculus, and they were like, "You really want Deculus back?" Yeah, I do. I just want, yeah, dude. It's, I need it's, depth, it's like man. Said, I just want numbers. Yeah, uh, yeah. We have to have numbers. We're I mean, down dude, to like, we have, if if we don't get Tristan Lee, we have one. Offensive lineman in well, this class. Let's talk. Let's talk about the the Ole Miss <laughs> game coming up. I mean, we haven't even discussed it. We're yeah, twenty, yeah. thirty minutes into this podcast, and we have not even discussed the Ole Miss, Ole Miss game, game tomorrow. Is, <laughs> Ole Miss game is in twenty hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we're thirty minutes in. We haven't even yeah. discussed it. Um, how many guys are we going to have ready to play? 
against Ole Miss. 50? Yeah, well, that's, dude, that's what I keep wondering. Because, like, if we have 50. Derek Stingley's not playing. Yeah, I can already I, tell you that. Probably not. I, uh, I'm telling you right Ty now. Davis Price is out. I'm telling you right now. Derek Stingley, still out. Derek Stingley is quote unquote injured. Yeah. In my opinion, he's opted out. Yeah, I agree. I think he's opted out for the year and they're trying to like save face on the whole deal. And he's like, look, I'm just going to shut it down. Dad's on board. I'm going to shut it down. And they're like, okay, let's just do this quietly. And you're injured. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what this is. Yeah. Like, I'm not an idiot. Yeah. Like he's in, he's, he's I opting hope, out. I do hope you're wrong, but that doesn't sound like, doesn't sound great, it doesn't does sound, it? Doesn't sound far off. No, but it doesn't sound good. No. Um. Yeah. Ty Davis price is out. Who else is out? Uh, I thought I heard there's, somebody there's else. One more. Chasen Hines. Chasen Hines is out. Yeah. Okay. So Bradford will probably play. It is no, probably. Uh, Cardell Thomas. Probably Cam Wire. Cam Wire is who came in when. He's gonna come went in out. as guard. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. They say Cam Wire can swing. What like is that. Cam Wire? What year is he? Is a junior, or is he a senior? He's the same as Dare Rosenthal. Okay, so he's a sophomore, uh, so, so redshirt <laughs> sophomore. I just know that they were in the same. They have three they together. Yeah, they're draft eligible sophomores. Is what? Yeah, that I means. think so. Um, man, Dare. I think, in my opinion, I think Darren Rosenthal is gone. Although I, I could see Marlon Martinez uh, filling in at guard. Okay. If he, I could see him beating him out. Although I, I guess I should go watch Kojo's presser yesterday. He probably, why, he probably talked about it. Why is Cam Wire, Marlon Martinez, beating out guys like Anthony Bradford and I'm Cardell Thomas? I'm shocked that Anthony Bradford isn't getting playing time. That's just shocking to me. Because I, I, I heard so many good things about him the past two years in fall camp. Mm. I just, it's shocking. I feel shocked. I feel um, shocked. I, dude, we. We have to talk about the offensive line coach, right? Like, th- they won the award for the best offensive line last year. And, like, dude, is that a joke or what? Like, I feel like James Craig is not developing these guys the way he needs to. Yeah. I don't and know. then he's but missing you, on guys see, like Lee. The problem Lee. with that, though, the problem with that is that you had guys like Sadiq Charles developed. In my opinion, his freshman year, he was really good his freshman year, mm-hmm. but I still felt like he was more of a guard playing left tackle, okay. kind of like Lyle Collins. Right. Um, but he developed into like a legit left tackle by the end of his time. Lloyd Cushenberry went from, I mean, two-star center to third-round second center off the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damian Lewis improved a ton from his first to second year. Maybe some of this is because they played in a better offense. And with a better quarterback and better receivers and running backs, but um, I don't know. I, I I thought that those those guys on last year's offensive line did improve a ton. Mm-hmm. Adrian McGee is another guy. Yeah, but just, you're just you're just not seeing that improvement this year. And maybe that's because you got freshman quarterback, you got freshmen all over the place on the offense. It's just. Is it Maybe. offensive coordinator too, though? Like, I think they – I don't know. Yeah. I think there's something missing here. And maybe it's not on Craig, but maybe it's on, like, scheme and things like right. that. Um, all right, let's let's talk about this then because we just kind of meandered in this discussion. Um, this whole, like, let's uh, fire uh, Steve Ensminger and Scott Linehan and just promote uh, Russ Calloway as our offensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, and – 
there's a lot of people that are very, very pro Russ Calloway. Um, and they have zero idea who he is. Mm-hmm. Zero. Yeah. Uh, I'm all one of them. I don't know who he is. You don't? No. I've seen stats and all that, but I yeah. still have no idea what offense he runs. Well, if it's it, – <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have never seen a Samford game. I'll admit, game. I got no. into a conversation with um, the Max Toscano yes. guy yeah, on yeah. Twitter. I saw this. And uh, he – well, I, I, he sounds like he, he knows like who he's talking he about. He initially said, like, promote Russ Calloway to offensive coordinator, and I just, like, was like, come on, man. You can't do that. You just – you can't do that. Well, you don't know who he is. And like, basically he was like, you got to go look up the uh, the Samford stats. Oh, and I, Well, b- before we got to that, actually, uh, I was like, I would prefer to have a guy with, like, some experience with some coordinating experience. Uh, coordinating. He, goes, well, he said, "Well, he has coordinating he, he, experience." He coordinated for four years at Stanford, and I was like, oh, "Not sorry. Stanford." Samford. Samford. Did I say Stanford? Yes. Samford. Samford, Samford. out of Alabama. Samford. Um, Small D two uh, school. And I, and I said, "Okay, sorry. I meant to say good coordinating experience, not just <laughs> yeah, any, just right. not not just like any." And I, I didn't realize he. Uh, he was a big reason, uh, you know, Duck Codges for uh, for the Steelers. Okay, One so he played at Samford. He played at Samford. Okay, he was like basically uh, Callaway, completely uh, was like his mentor and all this, mm-hmm. and like he was a big reason why he got so good. Um, and I, I don't know, I kind of lost where I was at with all. But that. That, that's it, though. That like there's nothing that's, else. Yeah, that's basically it. And the the my offense po- that they ran there was is, very wide open. And my point is, nobody's ever fucking watched Samford football to know what kind of offense he runs. That's why. That's kind of why I, I think passing game coordinator. I'd be I'd be great with him. Absolutely, passing game coordinator. I, I'd love a young innovative guy to be a passing game coordinator. Right. Um. But the people that come out, I've seen the million of them come out and say, I've been calling for Russ Callaway all year. Mm-hmm. He needs to be the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> like, you just don't. Like, uh-huh. and if, it, say he becomes the offensive coordinator and does great, fantastic. That It would be yeah. like Joe Brady. Nobody yeah. knew who the fuck Joe Brady was when he came in and he took over the offensive coordinator position. Well, passing game coordinator. We all know what that but really meant. Um, everybody on national television still telling, saying that it's the He's offensive, the offensive coordinator. coordinator. <laughs> At this I point, we used to, get we so used to be so that. mad. Yeah. yeah. We're like, oh, he's not the offensive coordinator. He's a passing game coordinator. Now, Steve like, give him more credit. Yeah. We, yeah. You're <laughs> shitting on Steve. We can, now we're like, yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. He was the guy. Yeah. He was the brain trust. <laughs> um, but yeah, nobody knows what Russ Calloway can do yet. Um, it maybe he is the guy. I don't know, but. I just think it's funny when so many people are like, "I've been on that, I've been talk, I've been saying that all year long." Mm-hmm. Russ Calloway. I was on Russ Calloway when he was uh, bullshit in, in 2017 when he was still at Sanford. Bullshit. <laughs> um, okay, so let's move on to Ole Miss. We got Ole Miss coming yeah, up let's, let's tomorrow. <laughs> fully go into that. <laughs> um, man, it. I mean. It just feels like a bowl this game, right? This is going right? to be a fucking awesome game. It, I think it will too. Oh now, my god! I think the weather's going to impact. Suck. I think the imp- the weather's going to impact it a little That's bit. That's definitely possible. Um, and it's not going to be as clean of a game mm-hmm. as we would want it to be because of the weather. Let me check the weather real fast because, yeah. Yeah, actually, I have the weather open right now. I'll refresh it. So seventy percent at 
70% rain at 5 o'clock, 63 degrees, 90% rain after that. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be raining. Well, and game like kicks off at 2.30. Oh, 2.30? Mm-hmm. Is it CBS? No. No, on uh, ESPN. It's on SEC Network. Okay. So it p- we'll probably miss it then. Who's we? Uh, we as in LSU. We will miss the rain. Well, we won't miss all of it. Well, uh, yeah, it'll hit us later at in the day. At 4 o'clock, it's 60. 5 o'clock, it's 85. 6 o'clock, it's 90. So we'll get some of it. Okay, so um, this was the game that a couple of weeks ago we were like very like, okay, this this oof, is not going to be good. Right. They're going to score 50 points on right. us. Um, in comes Max Johnson. In comes Max Johnson. But also in comes like all of a sudden our defense is p- playing a very aggressive man-to-man. Um, they are still giving up some big plays. Yeah. But yeah. Um, they're playing with a little bit more. But they're making big plays. Yeah, they're playing with a little bit more. Giving uh, up big, big plays, but they're making big plays. Yeah, they're fighting like it's tigers. All, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fighting like tigers, they got man. Heart and guts out there. Heart and guts, I mean, all over the field. It's just not coming. Stupid not fucking coming. button. It's just not coming. Here, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come. Hold on. Here it comes. One second. Still not coming. I'm supposed to say go Tigers by Hedder's run. It'll come and probably. It'll come. There we go. There, see? There we go. It was, it a, was bear. a bear. A bear. Inc. <laughs> Shout out to Bear Process Safety. <laughs> Hey, let yeah. me let me give a big he's shout out. To be here, by the Bear way. process safety. Yeah, Adam Barry was going to come into the podcast. Uh, he's still playing golf. Apparently, he's probably going to be ready about six o'clock, but uh, <laughs> we didn't have time for that. So, shout out to Bear Process Safety. They've been big sponsors of us, and then also our hit list with Courtesy Automotive Group, Courtesy Buick GMC, Brandon Lejean. Lejean. I almost said it wrong again. Lejean, Brandon Lejean, out of Courtesy Buick GMC in Lafayette. Uh, big sponsors of our podcast. Also, La Terrain watches. I am wearing my new La Terrain compass watch yeah, man, right now. Sick. Go check us out on um, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and you can see a picture of this watch. Um, yeah, they they've been big supporters of us, and uh, we want to pump that out. But also, if you go to their website and if you make a purchase and use OTOP at checkout, you get ten percent off. Um, so check out La Terrain Watches also. But let's get to um, Ole Miss. I think that we're going to be able to score points. Yeah. We're going to be able to move the ball up and down the field. We're going to run for a lot of a lot of yards. I'm very confident in Max Johnson being under the helm at offense, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I know TDP is out, mm-hmm. um, but I still like Emory. And I, I'm telling you, I even like – like, w- all right, when you have a running quarterback that's able to do a zone read like that and he can bust you on the outside, mm-hmm. it opens up the field for a guy like Chris Curry to run up the middle. And yeah. every- and I'm, everybody's giving Chris Curry and Damone Clark so much shit. Mm-hmm. And these guys are going to end up transferring out because everybody's shitting on them all year long. And here you go, Chris Curry gives his – Jeremiah twenty nine eleven uh, post on Twitter, yeah, uh, which is commonly so known are as these, are we're these Jeremiah, transferring. Are these Jeremiah twenty nine eleven guys? Are they all gone? I don't know. After this week, or I mean, I Eric know. Gilbert did it. This shit's so confusing. who else did it? 
There's TJ, a third guy. TJ Finley. TJ Finley did it. Yeah. And then did it now, on Sunday, right after Max Johnson's. Big yeah. Game. So we made a post on Twitter of like, what would you like us to name our podcast this week? And one of the options was Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. And then another option was Hold That Tiger. So Hold yeah. That Tiger actually won. Oh, really? But Jeremiah 29-11 was second place. Yeah. <laughs> Go to Hell Ole Miss was like last. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was about like, it was not about the Ole Miss game. It's, it's funny how the priorities of, our, of the <laughs> yeah. fan base are shown well, through that I poll. Tweeted, I tweeted this the other day. Like, all right, so um, the best part of this entire season was the Florida game. No doubt. Yeah. Number two part of the season was mm-hmm. early signing day. Right. Yeah. There's no number three, in my opinion. Right. Like, what are you going to say? South Carolina? South Carolina was a fun game. I mean, Vanderbilt. I had a great time. Yeah. There was no other, like, good parts of the season. Vanderbilt, we held them to seven points. What's your problem? Yeah. I know. Right. <laughs> like, come on, man. There's, there's nothing nothing good about this season other than those what two What about things. when Miles Brennan threw for 430 against Missouri? That no, was, that, I had was a great that was not. No, fun. you. No? We were bitching about the play calling at the uh, at the goal line, and we were bitching about the defense and uh, bedazzled sack throwing for a million yards against us. That's what we were talking about after the game, hmm. and That's we were still. We were still. I was still hanging on the thought of Miles Brennan, and I'm still. It's still in my head, still right here in my temple. Miles Brennan was scared in the pocket against Mississippi State first game of the season. It's never going to come out of my head until he makes it come out of my head. Hmm. You're going I, back to that. I, it, it's going to be in there <laughs> even next year. I'm telling you. Three He's going to be the starting quarterback, and if I see him run out of the pocket early, I'm going to be like, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I saw. I saw a guy who was not comfortable in the pocket mm-hmm. and was not prepared to play, mm-hmm. and he was running out of the pocket with mm-hmm. no pressure on him, or he was holding onto the ball and taking sacks. Yeah. He I'm was sure. confused, and he was running around against Mississippi State, didn't know what he was doing. Missouri, yes, he looked great. but yeah. um, I, And I, I do think we need to remember that there were also receivers dropping passes, receivers sure. yep. misreading uh, coverages. Sure. Um, so they weren't getting open because they were misreading coverage. The offensive line played like shit that day. Everybody played par- terrible. Right. So, I mean, it's it's he didn't have anything helping him very much right. other than Terrace Marshall being a beast. It didn't Although matter. It didn't Terrace matter. Marshall we, had three drops that day. We weren't going to score more than Mississippi State that day. It didn't no, matter. there was no chance. <laughs> <laughs> they could score at will. What an awful awful game why are we going back to that come on I, every, it's, 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 a, it's a regular ep- podcast episode okay. um we Ol- have to go back to that game no matter what <laughs> um, Miss is giving up the most yards per game in the entire country how does that make you feel that's correct how does that make you feel um it makes me feel good uh you, you know why it makes me feel good because mm. i saw a very confident max johnson yeah. um under quarterback yeah you know who else i like i love um Keishon Butte. Oh, i yeah. love jerry jenkins um i think those guys coy more too i think they bring some energy when they're all playing together at the same mm-hmm. time um i'm very excited about those guys playing and then the the possibility of next year all these guys coming back yeah um, I think it's so impressive that this offense is still able to stay, you know, like I feel good about this offense, even with think about preseason, uh, Miles Brennan, Jamar Chase, Terrace Marshall, Racing McMath. Those yeah. are supposed to be the three guys 
that were just leading this offense right. in the passing game. All f- all four of those guys are gone. Gone. Yeah. Um, and wh- who, regardless of whose fault that is, I think it's still impressive that despite that, we're I mean we're still like pretty damn sick on offense. Correct. Um, I've been seeing a little bit of there's some Twitter. Uh, Jake Bambino had tweeted something about uh, how he'd <laughs> want to see uh, Racy McMath back. Um, Racy McMath has already entered his name into the Senior Bowl. Yeah. So. <laughs> Although, okay, so... <laughs> we still don't know the rules okay. on that. So, Jabril Cox also submitted his name into the Senior Bowl, but he said this week that he's going to talk with his family about <laughs> whether or not he's coming back. He's gone, bro. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, he's gone. He's gone. But Jacoby Stevens is gone. Jacoby Stevens Jabr- said, Jabril said he's Cox gone. is gone. Stevens said he's gone, though. He said he's gone. And uh, then Cox said Jabril he's Cox will be drafted higher than Jacoby Stevens, in my opinion. He probably won't be. You don't think so? No. Oh, I think you will. Um, I think a linebacker who can cover like that, it he's going to be drafted higher than Jacoby Stevens. Jacoby Stevens has shown some like erratic play this year. Yeah, but I think people are still going to pull up that 2019 tape. Mm, maybe. That's just what I think. I mean, is he playing is he playing safety? Is he going to play Yeah. I mean, he's got to. He's not big enough to play linebacker, right? But he's I a tweener. Know. I don't he, he is a tweener. He's that Chauncey Gardner Johnson role. Hmm. Um although he can't really play slot corner like Chauncey does. No. So he's not really exactly that. But he's Whereas Jabril Cox is a ish. outside linebacker in the NFL. Dude, that freaking play Jabril Cox made uh on Trayvon Grimes mm-hmm. uh when he was fifty yards downfield for some ungodly reason. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, that was ridiculous that we put him in that situation, but that play he made No, but he can cover awesome. guys. He <laughs> can cover guys. That's awesome. the thing. Like, uh, uh-huh. It means a lot when you have a guy that, that that's that big who can still step up in a run game, mm-hmm. but he can still cover guys on, the, on like, a tight end. Like, that that's what you – I see him lined up on, like, a Travis Kelsey or somebody like that. Like, he can still cover a guy yeah. like that down the field. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very valuable. I don't know. I Yeah, I, I knew – <laughs> Jacoby Stevens was gone in the Mississippi State game. Like, <laughs> like, it, dude, this guy was just—he's checked. He checked out early in the year. He came back a little bit. Jacoby Stevens had a couple sacks. He had strips. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he came back at the end of the year and he's uh-huh. played better now. Uh-huh. No, um, he had a couple sacks in the Mississippi State game. Everybody had like sacks in the Mississippi State that's game. That's a very fair point. But man, like. <laughs> Remember that Ali Gay had 11 pressures that game? Yeah. Fucking crazy. And they were like, oh, Ali Gay. Ali Gay's going to be NFL talent, which yeah. he is. He's good, but yeah. I, I, Ali Gay needs to yeah. come back. People are asking me about that on Twitter, too. I'm like, dude, Al- Ali Gay's got to come back. Like, we don't get pressure on the quarterback, even we s- now. We still really haven't talked about the Ole Miss game. No, we still haven't. <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about it. Because uh, Elijah Moore's out. Yeah, Elijah Moore. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Yeboah. Uh, so he's end. out. So I, I saw something. They account for 60% of Ole Miss's passing offense. Well, that's – but Matt Corral's the one that's throwing the ball, correct? Yeah. Sure. I get it. But, I mean, Elijah Moore is, like, the third-rated – on PFF, he's, like, the third-rated wide receiver in the country. Okay. Um, so that, that's huge. Yeah. Elijah Moore is a freaking stud. I think he's great. Um, I guess he's going pro. Um, yeah, sure. they're both opting out um, to get ready for the NFL draft, is what they said. I, I was looking forward to playing, uh, watching him though, because I'm just piss and miss. I mean, you, you got I, I would love to miss. see the guy who was responsible was for all pissing that. on the yeah, uh, field. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, you don't get to see those guys often. I agree. Um, 
I, I think that's going to hurt them. Uh, and then especially with the rain, uh, that could hurt the passing game. Mm-hmm. Although it could, I could also see it hurting us. You know, like uh, you got our DBs are already confused as hell for no reason, and then then oh, I could see them running the slipping. I could <laughs> see them running the ball down our throat. I could see that too. Like zone read, zone read, zone read, mm-hmm. and uh, pulling in a Plumley every now and then I too. If, I wonder if Joseph Evans is back this week. I don't look. I thought I heard something I about him, but maybe not. Weeks. Um, he, I, I'm not sure if he's back or not. But yeah, I, I see. Um, I see Corral and Plumley hurting us oh, on right, zone Plumlee. reads. I don't know if they've been how much they've been playing Plumley lately. Now now's oh. the time. <laughs> yeah, no, tell now is the time. It's the Magnolia yeah. Bowl. You hold nothing back for yeah. the Magnolia well, Bowl. Y- you don't hold back the guy who <laughs> ran for 300 That's yards right. on us last year. I don't know why you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, Lane Kiffin's opening up the playbook. I think he will. He's unloading it on us. That that was our thoughts uh, a couple of weeks ago. Was like, okay, we're we just got smoked by Alabama, um, and we're about to go to Florida, and we're going to get housed. And then mm-hmm. you got Ole Miss, who like Lane Kiffin wants nothing more to just put points up on yeah. on Ed Ogeron. I mean, these are in this Louisiana. Is a, yeah, but this is big l- recruiting battles. What what yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, put it on us to yeah. to get some of these guys thinking about Ole Miss, Ole Miss again. Yeah, um, I think that there's nothing more that he would want. So yeah. I'm sure he's it's he's pretty upset that he's not going to have Elijah Moore to help him out with that, too. Yeah, he, he may have known this before, too. I, I feel true. like a lot of these guys have probably talked to them and said, hey, look, if we get to this game, I'm probably gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I, I don't think there's a lot of surprises at this point with some of these players. Mm. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Mm. Um, all right, so yeah, we both think we're going to be able to score a good amount. They're going to be able to score a good amount. Correct? I just don't see how they get stops. How Ole Miss gets stops, stops against us. Against us yeah, right. I don't think they, they can't stop the run. Uh, they're they're letting up uh, six yards per carry on the season. Okay. They have the s- third to worst pass defense in the country. Right. First is us, by the way. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> although we have we have the fifty fourth rush defense, so like oh good, it's you know it stacks up a little bit. We're better they, than fifty five teams. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they they have they give up uh, the hundred nineteenth they're the hundred nineteenth scoring defense we're the ninety fifth oh well they're so good that's good we're like twenty four spots ahead of them that's <laughs> huge um, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah they're man. giving up they're giving up forty points a game but it, it, we can agree that the defense that showed up against Texas A and M the defense that even showed up against Florida we beat this team correct. What okay, well, let me let defense, me say that let me say that let okay, me let me rephrase, rephrase the offense that showed up against Florida and the defense that showed up against Florida we beat Ole Miss. Maybe I don't know. It depends. I, the thing is with that Florida game we got so many lucky breaks. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you can guarantee we get those again. Okay. Like what if what if what if Ole Miss gets those same lucky breaks go their way instead of they go our way? Mm-hmm. Then I think Ole Miss probably wins a game. Okay. Um. But if the defense that showed up against Texas A&M shows up this week, the offense of the f- again I, the Florida game. I actually shows think up. this the defense that showed up against Texas A&M showed up against Florida. That's a difference between Florida and Texas A&M, though. <laughs> yeah, you might be right. Also, it was raining. Um, right. So let's yeah. talk. Let's talk about scores because yeah. I know that's one thing that we wanted to do. It's just, it, dude, it score is, predictions. It is hard to predict a game that's going to have bad weather. 
I, I always struggle with that because I don't know what kind of effect it's going to have. Yeah. Because um, a lot of times it affects the offense and like no one can get any scoring going. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it affects defense and you got guys slipping all over the place. You got guys wide open and that kind of stuff. So um, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I'm just going to stick with what I originally thought, which was 48 to 41 LSU. Really high scoring. Right. Super high scoring, right. Which I'm not too far away, but uh, my score was 41-31 LSU. Is that rain included? Um, or was that pre-rain? Yeah, I think it's rain included. I, I think that they can still score points even though that what, there's what, rain. What were you thinking before the rain? Um, I was still more like um, 45 to 38, something like that. Yeah. So not too much of a difference. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I chalk it up to like one score here or there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think our, our one team one podcast prediction was going to be uh, 41 to 34. 34 right. So it's still like a touchdown difference. Yeah. But I still think we both think that like there's going to be a good amount of points scored no matter what because yeah. the – I actually have more faith in our defense right now, the way they're playing. I do too. But I also have a lot of faith in, in Lane Kiffin figuring it out. Yeah. Um, I, I actually have more faith in Lane I Kiffin figuring it out. I think that there's a chance we could make them uh, inefficient at the very least. Yeah. Uh, and I think I I think our defense will be able to get like – you know, maybe five or six I, stops. I in could the game. see a forty-one twenty-four kind of game. I could, yeah, I could see us. And we, out. we, but then we held them down, right. like right. For twenty holding Ole Miss twenty-four points. If we is hold not them easy. to thirty-one points, that's a pretty fucking good game. I think they're it averaging is too. forty points. I think it is too. I think you're holding I think, them to nine points under their average. I think this team is playing with a lot more energy mm-hmm. now, and they they figured some things out. It seems like, um, and I don't know if they're, I don't know what happened. Like if hashtag complicate the defense, hashtag simplify mm-hmm. the defense. I don't know what happened, um, but it seems Simply like they're playing. I don't know if uh, some of the the heat came out a little bit about Pelini and they're playing with him a little bit more, and mm-hmm. there was a come to Jesus or something like that. It seems like mm-hmm. at, since the Texas A&M game, that's kind of what's happened. Yeah. Um, these guys are playing with a little bit more energy, and they're um, – playing like their tape depends on it because that's what yeah jacoby stevens can't afford bad tape no like you just can't like it's dollars right yeah it's dollars man like um okay so let's switch gears a little bit basketball um covid's hit a little bit now um Mm -hmm. so well, Wade is COVID positive. Yeah. Uh, sounds like Sharif O'Neal was possibly positive as well or had contact tracing. I don't, I don't know. That, that, w- that does worry me about him because he has heart issues. And <laughs> yeah, um, it's not good. So, uh, that yeah, that's scary. Um, uh, so, they've... I, although I thought Sharif was just hurt. Or maybe that was... No, Trendon was hurt. Trendon was hurt. Sharif was out. Sharif, for was, co- Sharif was COVID? Okay. Yeah, I don't know if it was contact tracing or not. Okay. But um, so they, it always confuses me on the contact tracing. Cause it's like, if, I, know. I, I always well, wonder like they if one guy has it, doesn't the whole team pretty much have well, it? It depends it, on I mean, what rooms they were in and all yeah, that kind of stuff. I guess so. Uh, like the, the Sunbelt 
championship game is canceled now because oh, of they, ULL they, and Coastal. They named Coastal the fucking they uh, did. champion. That's terrible. So you Coastal can't reschedule that shit. Coastal is out of this game because of contact tracing because it was going to put their entire one position group was going to be out completely. Which I don't one? know which one. Okay. They didn't say. But co- contact tracing crushed it because of um, the p- entire position group. So. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so back to basketball, uh, UNO was postponed and now, uh, was it North Texas was postponed? That was Saturday. North Texas. Oh, is that? It was tomorrow. It's going to be postponed? Yeah. I think that one's postponed now. And now, uh, they're waiting on the VCU game. So the VCU game will be the next game. That's on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so two games are postponed now and I'm not sure how they're going to be able to make them up. Um, that's going to be the question. And if it's possible to make them up and when they can, um, I don't know the answer to that either. But um, basketball is getting hit pretty hard right now. Not just LSU basketball, but basketball in general. I'm seeing that the North Texas game is still on. For tomorrow? On ESPN. Uh, There was something that happened today. Let's see. Let's pull nope. it up. Postponed due to COVID protocols. Okay. There it is. All right. Okay, I see it now. Um, yeah, so that's done. And then um, the UNO game. So that's two Damn. games right there. That's, that's like half of my day gone tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really I really need them back on the floor. Uh, we watched them against, uh, was it Southeastern? Who did they play the other night? Uh, Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Uh, that was on Monday Josh, morning. Josh LeBlanc came back. Yep. Um, and... They ended up winning the game by 22, but they were up, yeah, and then they came, they came back, and played then like they shit. played. You played like shit. Man, when – all right, these three guys were on the floor. Josh LeBlanc. Um, uh, Charles Manning. Charles Manning Jr. Jalen Cook. Jalen Cook. When those three guys are on the floor, mm-hmm. that's a fucking different team. Yeah. That is a defensive yeah, – Those guys are dogs. Yeah. They – I mean, the – the point differential, I would love to see what that was when those three guys were on the floor compared to the, when they weren't. Because they were gone. I, I, obviously, they all came out, and then I don't. I didn't see them back on the floor until, like, the second half. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, Sam Houston had already made their run. Mm-hmm. And then they came back in the game, and then we ended up winning by 22. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, these guys are studs, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm sure Josh LeBlanc hadn't played in a while, and they needed to, like, get him some minutes back. Yeah, but I think that was part of it. Their combination of those guys, they all are great on-ball mm-hmm. defenders. You know who's played pretty damn good defense this year is Javante Smart. I agree. He, he's played smart defense. I, I've seen him. He, he'll, he made one play. I don't know if it was last game or if it was maybe a couple games before that. But right. he, uh, he came from all the way at the top of the key ran all the way to the block and took a charge. Wow. I mean, that's just – that's insane effort right there. Yeah, more than we've seen from him before. Yeah, um, he's locked in this year. I mean, he's, I, he's sick right now. I'd he's love to see – I think he's making like 60% of his threes. I'd love to see uh, Joshua Blanc, Trenton Watford, and Darius stays on the floor at the same time. That's kind of what I've been waiting for. Yeah. I didn't know – all right, I've heard a lot about Josh LeBlanc, but I'd never seen him play at Georgetown. Mm-hmm. I've seen him, uh, seen some highlights of him at Madison Prep whenever mm-hmm. he came out, but I didn't know how long he was. Uh, he's 6'7", but he can jump and he, yeah. he, can, he can rim protect, mm-hmm. which, it, which is what I've been dying for. I've been mm-hmm. needing somebody that can rim protect, especially when Trenton Watford lets somebody Olay right by him. Yeah. Um, but, I, man, I, I'd love to see that. Like, that guy can make a difference. Yeah, he's big. Um, but I'm telling you, those three guys on the floor at the same time is just something yeah. else. Yeah. Um, 
He's it, super long. He's crazy long. But like, I like Jalen Cook a little bit too with the way he can shoot from the outside. Mm-hmm. And you have a guy like Javante Smart, Jalen Cook on the floor at the same time. Um, or like Jalen Cook or Eric uh, Gaines. Or Camp, Cam, or um, Cam Thomas. Thomas, yeah. But yeah, Cam Thomas is just like on the floor all the time. Eric Gaines is another one. Eric, like Cam- Eric when, Gaines is if awesome. If you put Jalen Cook, Eric Gaines, um, uh, who did I just say? Charles Manning. Uh, let, let yeah, give me, Manning. give me, Josh Lalonde, <laughs> another guy, yeah. like just another uh, fifth guy. Milwaukee Wilkinson, just, Milwaukee guy Wilkinson. That we talked Let's about. just press. Dude, oh Wilkinson's my god, a monster, dude. <laughs> they, those guys are all over people. Uh, that is a squad, man. And, we, and, and these are all like these are all backups. We still, have, we still haven't mentioned Sharif O'Neal and Trenton Watford. I know these are all like backups. Also, <laughs> these are all like backups. You could play a, fi- a, a five I, and a five. I guess these centers just suck, by the way. Man, we've got to get We don't play them at all. They, they just got to suck. I, I really like – I don't like Penn Johnson as much as I like Josh Gray. I can I tell li- you that. I, told, I said this before the season. I was like, I think Josh Gray might be the, the guy, the seven-footer that's like the guy. I, I didn't um, know how soft Penn Johnson was going to be. Yeah. He looks soft. He, well, he Josh Gray looks, so looks uncomfortable. like Josh Gray looks like a thirty-five-year-old. <laughs> um, but like at the very minimum, I want to see him just run up and down floor, take mm-hmm. some fouls, you know, block some, throw something yeah, into the he looks uh, more stands. He like looks super athletic. Like actually. just just play like um, crazy. You can only have like, to play for five I, minutes. Penn Johnson, I feel like he's just uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, and I feel like he maybe knows what he's doing more than Josh Gray does, but. Josh Gray at least like he commits to doing things the wrong way at least, yep. and it it works more than it doesn't for uh o- compared to Penn Johnson for sure. Um, so I don't know when Wade is back. I think it's uh possibly next week. So Man, that would suck if you if we don't misses play the VCU, VCU game. game. I know. Uh. Or if he would play it and he and Wade misses the game, that sucks right. too. Man. Yeah, that would be even worse. Um. All right. So. Hopefully we get back on track with basketball, but football last game of the season coming up. Um, Ole Miss um, can't hold anything back, Brent. Uh, <laughs> last game of the season, um, <laughs> Magnolia Bowl. So I think uh, we're in a positive direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florida game was fantastic, yeah. and we we talked about that on the uh, one last thing about the Ole Miss game too. Uh, I, I think um, speaking of like. Which defense I have more confidence in? Uh, LSU is also going to be able to run the ball, I think, at will, and I think that is going to help the defense a lot. With TD, T, TDP out, that's what concerns me a little bit. I just I, John Emery, I'm that, all on board. That Ole Miss rush defense is so bad that like I just don't care. Like John yeah. Emery, Chris Curry, Trey Bradford, fuck even Trey Josh. Bradford, and then and then you you also think about uh, Max Johnson can run. That's true. I wouldn't be surprised if Max Johnson runs for a hundred yards in this game. I'm very interested in seeing some more Trey Bradford in the backfield yeah, and doing I some just, zone read with him. Just catch the ball, man. I, I, I'm okay with that. If he keeps dropping I, the ball. I, get it. I, want, I want him gone if he keeps dropping the ball. No, I get it. He's, but he's a freshman, man. Like, I, I, I know that. I know that. But like, I just let's run the ball with him. Let's run yeah. the ball with him a little bit. And let's yeah. see what he does. Um, I like him in some space a little bit too. Yeah, but get him outside. Well, that's what they tried to do, and he right. dropped he it. Dropped but, it twice, right? Um, and we weren't gonna score on one of them anyway. Yeah, it was a third down, he dropped, third he, and goal he, at the twelve, and like you well, throw it at the eight. Like he with caught the three one guys. Went, yeah, no, Come he on. was gonna get smoked. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I mean, he dropped the ball, so uh, whatever. Yeah. It was a bad play call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
I, I'm interested to see what they he do for the this one last mattered, season. So that's yeah. all that matters. I think you're you're on such an upward trend. Like this this was a disaster and a dumpster fire of a season, and we mm-hmm. we should not. Um, uh, yeah, go back to the Auburn after the Auburn game. Yeah, what, what we were saying after that game. Yeah, we go like, listen okay. to the coffee and donuts <laughs> episode after the Auburn game. Well, not even that one, but the <laughs> the week the during the week episode that week after the Auburn game, and we were like trying to think like okay. We're at the halfway point, five games left, what mm-hmm. we think would be like a good record. And we were like two and three would be like pretty impressive. Yeah. And we got a shot to go three and two here. Right. That's impre- that's crazy. Well, and I mean a couple weeks From ago we, we were at. we were saying three and seven at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are. No, we my could prediction be five and five. you can go back to listen to that episode. I was like, I don't see how we win more than one game. Oh, I didn't see us We already did. I didn't see us beating Alabama, I didn't see us beating Florida, and I didn't see us beating Ole Miss. So we've beaten Florida now, and mm-hmm. and I don't care how we did it. I don't, I don't care, care if a shoe was thrown or not. I don't give a shit. We scored 37 points, and that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and now here we go again. We're going to have to outscore Ole Miss. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. Um, our defense isn't fantastic, but they're playing better. Um, but, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I, I – I just think that the trajectory of coming off of a Florida game where you win on the road combined with early signing day, you're the number three class in the country. There is just so much momentum coming off of a losing season. You have this kind of momentum. This is the weirdest fucking season ever. Weirdest season I've ever seen in my life where there's so many ups and downs. We were preseason, what, number five in the country, something six in the country, something like that. Now we go rock bottom, and then here we are. We're climbing back up again, mm-hmm. and you have the chance to like put yourself back at an even record. And you got Ole Miss. Like, yeah, you know, what are you gonna do? Uh, we need to have Derry Beck. Well, I think we're gonna have Derry Beckwith on next week to do our uh, season recap. Yeah, great. Uh, and it it does remind me of that 2008 season when Derry Beckwith was here, and you know that year was absolute garbage. Yeah. Right after a championship, and then you finished it, and you beat the shit out of uh, a pretty damn good Georgia Tech team. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's kind of like that, except I guess in this case it's a little better because you finished with a really good recruiting class, and then beat Florida, and then potentially you beat Ole Miss. Yeah, I, I think you have the chance to end it on a really good note here. Mm-hmm. I think honestly, I think skipping the bowl is the right approach this year. Yeah. Uh, there's too many opt-outs. There's too many True. guys. There's a roster limitation. You're holding you these guys. You w- we wouldn't have enough roster spots. Y- to you're play holding a these game. guys into their bubble at this point, and it's like just cut these guys loose and no, let's we, just move on. We would not have had enough roster spots to no. play a bowl game. I honestly, we would have I, had to cancel the bowl. Game. Well, and I, I'm gonna I'm stick to my fucking guns here. If we lost to Florida, we weren't gonna have enough roster spots to play against Ole Miss. No, I don't think so either. I think the Florida game has saved this season. Yeah, and completely. it's potentially saved Ed Ogeron, and hell, it could even potentially save uh, Bo Pelini. I don't think that's the case, but no, I, don't either. I, I mean, think there's a chance. Yeah, <laughs> I just think it's so funny that uh, people are saying that, like, oh, is, did Bo Pelini just save his job? No, he gave up 600 yards. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you. Uh, there's plenty of people that are talking that way. Like, are, come on, guys. Are, I, are our dude, standards really this low already? Man, look, Auburn's trying to hire Kevin Steele. Like, I saw Dan Quinn's in the uh, running. I for saw that, that too. Dan I, Quinn, I saw some Sarkeesian. Were not happy about that. No, I don't think Sarkeesian would be a good hire either. I don't either. Uh, I would rather them go after Lane Kiffin. Yeah, I would be 
I, if you I had the choice of Lane Kiffin and Steve Sarkeesian, for Lane Kiffin. like I would go Lane Kiffin, right? It's not close. It's not close. In my opinion, I don't either. know if they can get Lane Kiffin though, because apparently it's they, a semi-lateral. I, from move. what Jay Boy said, that they're um, Lane Kiffin is wanting an interview and they're not getting the interview for him. I know. That, that, that can't be right. I don't know, man. Come on. Dude, they're they're not going to interview Lane Kiffin. All right, what's the difference in Auburn getting Kevin Steele and LSU hiring Ed Ogeron? There's zero difference. Is there zero difference? When we hired Ed Ogeron? Does Kevin Steele have any head coaching experience? Yeah, he head coached at uh, Baylor, and he was terrible. This is like 10 years ago. Yeah, that's just like Ed Ogeron. I mean, he was awful at Baylor. Uh-huh. Um, defensive coordinator has been great. Yeah. Uh, it's actually better than Ed Ogeron. Ed Ogeron was never even a defensive coordinator. He was a defensive line coach yeah. and a recruiter. Yeah. So, like, if anybody – and here's, here's what I'm trying to say. Is anybody that's on the LSU side that if Kevin Steele gets hired for at, at Auburn and they try to say, oh, that's a, that is a horrible hire, blah, 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 mm-hmm. you can't say shit. No. Because – we did the same thing. And just going natty <laughs> with the guy. That's right. I mean, damn. It, it's all about who you hire. Right. And then, you know, Auburn went and did a uh, pretty similar thing with Sam Pittman. And they're, they're definitely on an upward trajectory right now. Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah, so absolutely. You yeah, said Auburn. Yeah. Oh, I did? Yeah. No, I am with you there. I love Sam Pittman. Pittman. Um, Is Mike Leach on a hot seat? I would hope so. Dude. They they got gutted in recruiting. Man, oh gutted. my lord! Not just by LSU. Everybody was picking them off. Ole Miss was picking them off. Like, yeah. Ole Miss came on strong at the end. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um, we appreciate our sponsors, guys. Go check out Courtesy Buick GMC. You can check them out on our Facebook page, Brandon Lejean. And also Bear Process Safety, Adam Barry at Bear Process Safety. They're filling up for 2021, so you guys need to go check them out. Also, uh, La Terrain Watches, big shout-out to those guys. Uh, hooked me up with a good watch here. Um, go check them out as well. We'll post all their information. And uh, check us out again on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Twitter is One Team One Pod. And go check out our website, OneTeamOnePodcast.com. Uh, we have some T-shirts on there. We had our Pick Six Ricks that we just posted nice, on yeah. uh, on Twitter. I mean, on uh, on our website the other day. So uh, Eli Ricks wanted a Pick Six Ricks T-shirt, and I answered. I was drunk as all get out. Of course, uh, I think my shirt was off. Um, <laughs> I had done got done streaking after the Florida game, and uh, I was smoking cigar. It was and a very you blurry said, "Video, by the way, huh? Blurry? A, yeah, very blurry. Video. I'm good. That's good. It's good that it was blurry." <laughs> Um, and you texted me and you said we need to make this happen because yeah. it was a, it was a tweet from mm-hmm. Eli Ricks right. and I said okay so I grabbed my laptop real fast. <laughs> Summer was out of town, my wife was out of town, so yeah. I was acting uh, a donkey mm-hmm. as they would say. Um, so we got it done. So go check out our website one team one podcast dot com. You can go to our shop page and go check out all of our t shirts. And uh, uh, with that, we will see you. Either Sunday or Wednesday. I don't know which one, but uh, it's one team, one podcast. Logging out. We showed you what the goat was last year yeah. when we beat y'all 50 to 7. Stumbled to come there. <laughs> one team. Relax, big boy. One team, one podcast. Team, one podcast. Team, one podcast. Yeah, they did a good job. Mm-hmm. Really good. Yeah. Why is he like that?